Hi there, this is Chris Piercy with the Gist of It podcast. Here today talking to you about phobias. So if you're listening right now and you want to get over a particular fear that you've got, then you're in the right place. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about uh, the difference between rational and irrational fears, um, how it's healthy to have some fear, and in general, just trying to help you get over whatever it is you're afraid of. Let's get into it. So to start with, uh, is your fear irrational or is it rational? Well, it depends what you're afraid of. Uh, so there are things out there which it is very, very healthy to be afraid of. For example, tigers. Um, you know, tigers can kill you. Tigers can kill you very, very quickly. So it's very healthy to be afraid of them. However, if you're having a shower and you're worrying about tigers, then that's when that becomes irrational. So an irrational fear of tigers would be an, a, a, when you're worrying about it, you're scared of tigers when there is literally 0% chance that there is a tiger anywhere near you. That's when a fear becomes irrational. But also there are things such as spiders, which can kill you. Um, and you can be around a spider and you're afraid of it, but it can't actually kill you, in which case that becomes irrational. So if things can kill you, then rationally, it's sensible and healthy to be afraid of them, but not if there's 0% chance of it happening. So, with regards to whatever your fear is, ask yourself, what is the worst thing that could happen if you, like, in this exact moment, with regards to the phobia, obviously, not, not in general, but, you know, if you're afraid of tigers and you're in the shower, a tiger isn't, there's zero, it's not going to happen. The worst thing that's going to happen is nothing, in which case it's irrational. And the same with, you know, a, a common house spider. If there's a big house spider in the room with you, what's the worst thing that can happen? Nothing. So again, it's irrational. If you're out in the middle of the ocean and you're terrified you might drown, that's rational. Hopefully, I'm making sense. So is your fear rational or irrational? Hopefully, you've got a better idea now. And there is, of course, a healthy amount of fear to have. So, you know, you don't want to fully remove a spider phobia, for example, particularly if, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking from the UK and we don't have any spiders which can harm us in any way. If you're in Australia, basically everything can kill you. Um, not mainly spiders and scorpions and snakes and crocodiles. Crocodiles, isn't it? No, yeah, it must be crocodiles. All sorts out there that can kill you very, very quickly. So if you're in a place where there are spiders which can kill you, then a healthy amount of uh, spider phobia is uh, is good to have. Um, you don't want to be fully on alert, 10 out of 10 petrified all the time, but, you know, just a, a small amount of healthy spider phobia is a good thing to have. But in general, if you're listening and you're in the UK, um, there isn't really much out there that can kill us, not in terms of wildlife, etc. Um, if you're elsewhere in the world things are a bit different. So just think about how rational your fear is. Now, that being said, let's get into how to get over whatever you're afraid of. Now, first off, I want to be really, really clear that it doesn't matter at all, not even 1%, whether the thing that you're afraid of is a bit weird or not, or whether other people are afraid of it. It doesn't matter. This is your thing. And it's the same with anything in, in life. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing in particular. So if you're afraid of something weird, strange, whatever, however you classify it, it doesn't matter. It's your phobia to get over. 
and it doesn't matter if so and so or everyone can deal with it absolutely fine that they've got their own they've got their own shit to deal with you're dealing with your own shit so it doesn't matter at all so first off just remove that level of judgment that you have about oh god well no one else is like this it's like no no maybe they're not like that but they're like that about something else that's weird and they don't tell anyone about it so remove the judgment of yourself about your fear that's the first thing i want to say straight off the bat let's get into the meat of it though whatever that means so when I'm working with clients directly one-on-one in terms of uh, hypnotherapy, what we do is we uh, we create a hierarchy of um, of kind of, of of the fear. So kind of scaled from like one to ten. So one being this is in terms of how uncomfortable it makes you. So one out of ten uncomfortable is nice and easy, whereas ten out of ten uncomfortable is if it happened right now, it would cause you a panic attack. So here's an example of what a hierarchy might look like if we were talking about a fear of spiders. Number one, see a spider on TV. Number two, see a small spider through glass, like safely contained within a glass like cage, container, whatever. Uh, three, have a small spider in the same room as you. Four, have a large spider in the same room as you. Five, catch a small spider yourself. Six, catch a large spider yourself. Seven, let yourself remain in the room where a spider is. Eight, catch a spider in your hands. Nine, see a venomous spider in glass. And ten, hold a non-venomous spider in your hand. So with this list kind of clearly written down somewhere, whatever it might be, what you can do is begin to try and work your way up this list. So, you know, put yourself in situations whereby you can challenge um, your comfort zone. Now, most people who come to see me when they have a phobia come to see me because they have now got to a point where they can't deal with it anymore. And the reason they can't deal with it anymore is because they have been avoiding the situations in life which make their phobia um, more difficult. So they run away, they move towards the, the easier thing. So I'm going to carry on with the spider example because it's very simple. So let's say they're afraid of spiders and every time they see a spider, they run away. Now, what happens is our brain responds to that by kind of increasing the level of fear. Like, oh, this has happened, therefore we run away. Okay, that must be a really scary thing. Oh, we run away again. That must be really, really scary. Oh, we run away again. You get the picture. So the more you run away from whatever your phobia is, the spider or whatever, the bigger in your head and scary in your head that thing starts to become. So most people come to see me because they have been running away from their phobia for so long that it's now become this thing that's absolutely huge. Um, and, it, and it feels really, really difficult to them. So this is why we kind of put this hierarchy, rather than kind of me just saying, this is what it is for this particular phobia, people have to decide themselves, what is one out of 10 uncomfortable? What is two out of 10? What is 10 out of 10 uncomfortable? But the idea is you start not running towards your phobia, but you know, walking briskly towards the phobia at least, and trying to do as many things as you can within this hierarchy as high up as you can without actually causing yourself a full-on panic attack. So, you know, you put yourself in the situation where, you know, to start with, with this example here, you look for spiders on TV. You go on YouTube and look for things of spiders to get yourself more accustomed to that kind of idea of being one out of ten uncomfortable. And the more you do that, the easier being in that becomes. And then 
you then try and find a situation where you find a small spider. You go out to the shed. You go somewhere where you know there might be a small spider. And you just be in the same space as it. Not trying to do anything. Not running away. Not running towards. Just being in that same space. And the more you can do these things, the more the comfort zone grows and the more you kind of move towards the phobia and less scary the, the, the phobia becomes. Our brain does the opposite thing to what it was doing before when it was trying to make the thing scary. It now goes, oh, we can be in the same space of it. Okay, we'll, we'll tone that down and we'll make that less scary. So that's that's where this hierarchy comes in. So you want to be moving up the list as high as you can without causing this kind of full-on panic attack. But let's get into a bit more about how you might do that. Now, without working directly with you, it's very difficult to create a kind of positive, logical, truthful thought about uh, about your phobia. Because it's, so I'm I'm just creating something kind of quite generic. So. Going into whatever situation you're trying to um, overcome, whether it be the spider on TV or whether it be holding a spider in your hand, whichever it is, is a very generic thing to say is, I am in control of my mind and my body. And just kind of calmly, positively saying that to yourself, because it is true, you are in control of your mind and your body. And you can keep saying that to yourself as many times as you need to say it and keep saying it as you're going through the situation. Now, you may want to kind of tweak and find uh, a thought which is better for you, more kind of uh, a specific rather than generic. Um, but just saying that I'm in control of my mind and my body is something that can be kind of quite helpful when you're in situations which are causing you stress or anxiety. And with a lot of situations, something that's really, really simple is to say to yourself, ask yourself, what would happen if I stayed five seconds longer? So let's say you're trying to be in the same room as a spider what would happen if you just stayed five seconds longer? Would would it just would everything fall apart? Is the whole world going to explode? Probably not. In most scenarios where you're dealing with an irrational fear, you can actually just be there. Just say to yourself, okay, let's just do five seconds longer. What would happen if I stayed five seconds longer? Count to five, get through it. What would have happened if I stayed five seconds longer? Count to five. Rinse and repeat. And the more times you can do that, the longer you're there and the more comfortable you can get with it. And you get to a point where you you know what, I've reached a point where I can feel this kind of heightening up inside of me. I'm now going to step away. But if you can just do five seconds longer, that's brilliant. You know, that's that's taking a step towards the phobia rather than running away. And when I say running away, I mean, sometimes, especially with things like spiders, you will have people literally throwing their arms in the air, screaming, running to a neighbour. Like, if you're going to move away from the phobia, do it calmly. Because otherwise, all you're doing, if you're screaming, if you're running away, if you're like making it sound like something horrendous is happening, then all you're doing is you're reinforcing to your own brain how scary that thing is again. So if, if and when you decide to move away from whatever it is that you're afraid of, do so in as calm and collected a manner as you possibly can. You know, look away from it, walk away from it calmly. No running, no screaming, just calmly. And the more calmly you can do it, the less your brain will respond by making it scarier. Another thing, if you're in that situation, just in that moment, just ask yourself, realistically, what is the worst thing that could happen right now? 
So let's say you're trying to be in the same room as a spider. What's the worst thing that could happen? Well, my guess would be you would think the most, the worst thing that happen is it could disappear for a few moments and then it reappears and it's on you. And that's about the worst thing that could happen realistically, in the UK at least. So you have a spider on you and it feels horrible and you're terrified. What, so that's, that's probably the worst thing that happened. Okay, if that worst thing did happen, what would you do? Well, the chances are, in that scenario, seeing as the spider's going to be rather small, you brush it off of you, you go, <laughs> and you promptly leave the room, probably run out of the room. If that happened, is, is that so awful? Did you survive? Yes. How long, if the worst thing happened and you did respond in that way, how long would it be until you felt safe again? Five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour? So if you're putting yourself in the situation, if the worst case scenario would happen, not only would you deal with it, also in half an hour you'd be okay again. So whatever, if you're trying to get over this phobia, no matter what it is, you know, you can put yourself in a situation and... If it doesn't go well, half an hour later, you're okay. It's not so bad. I mean, you don't want to really go through that, but we're talking worst case scenario. You don't really want to go through that, but within half an hour, you're all right again. Also, uh, have you got through this before? You know, sometimes when people are dealing with phobias, they will have they will have dealt with something that's nine out of ten on their list before because it just happened to be in that particular scenario. Like, out of nowhere, all of a sudden... They're, like, they're at the zoo and all of a sudden, oh my god, we're in the spider section. Oh my god, there's a huntsman spider there that could kill me in two hours or whatever it is, or eat me alive. Probably not. But you'll have dealt with something like this, whatever, you know, whatever you're dealing with. So I say, have I dealt with this before? Well, yeah, I actually have. And then draw upon that result say, hang on a minute, I've done this before. And if I've done it before, I can do it again. That doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it. It doesn't mean you're going to like it. Okay? But... You can tell yourself that I've done this before. And if you've done it before, then you can do it again. So just kind of drawing on that resolve and that experience can be kind of really quite powerful in getting through the particular thing that you might be trying to get through. When you're trying to kind of work your way up this list, I want to be very clear that this is not a binary thing of success or failure. Now, if you are deliberately trying to overcome a a phobia, let's say you get told by your partner that there's a spider um, in in a room. Now, if you just step into that room, freak out and step out again, that's a success. Anything above zero is a success in these instances because you've tried. And trying is is a huge, huge step. And when people... Uh, get to the point where they're coming to have um, hypnotherapy for a phobia or a habit or whatever, it's because they've got to a point where, like, I can't deal with this anymore. And taking that first step is a huge thing. So it's not to be um, it's not to be diminished, this idea of just, just even trying to step into the room. If you said, no, 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 I'm not doing that, then, you know, probably that will class- classify as a failure. But if you just opened up the door, took one step into the room, stood there for five seconds and walked out again... Yeah, maybe your goal was to go over there and catch it. But the first step of catching the spider is to step into the room in the first place. So that's a success. So don't think it as as a binary yes or no. Have I succeeded? Have I failed? There is a sliding scale and anything above zero is a success. So 
there you have it. I mean, I, I realize this is kind of a kind of quite a reductionist view of how to overcome a phobia, but this is how this is how you do it. You do it step by step. You do it bit by bit. You work your way up this kind of hierarchy. You go as high up this hierarchy as you can, as often as you can, without freaking yourself out. And the more you can do it, and the higher up you can go, the, the smaller the phobia will get. The, the smaller your brain will make that phobia, and the easier it will all become. So if you'd like some direct help, if you want to work with me one-on-one -on -one to overcome whatever phobia it is that you have, or you want to have a quick discussion about it, see if I can help you, then uh, drop me a message. You can do so, chris at gystcoaching.co.uk. Um, on Instagram, which is uh, just life coaching, search for GYST Life Coaching on Facebook. Uh, message me however you see fit, and let's have a little chat about how I might be able to help you overcome your phobia. But maybe, just maybe, with this uh, information, you'll be able to do it yourself. I wish you the very best of luck with it. Have a great day.